Well, good morning and welcome once again. And uh, hard to believe it's going to be Thanksgiving in just a couple days. This year's really clicked on by. And uh, it was, wasn't that long ago we were just talking about Halloween. And um, I've talked about a little bit how that the title of a message will often affect how much listener gain is going to receive. And I've always been one to not worry about the, the outcome of how a message is going to be received. We speak the, the truth of God and feelings and popularity and all these other things take a backseat to it. I believe that each and every message, it may not be for everybody, but it is for somebody. And as long as that somebody gets that message and gets what they need to receive, that is what's important. You know, not every message is meant for you, but there's always that one that is. And we never know when that opportunity is going to come up. And we just have to put aside all the different things that of the world and let God's true message shine through. And uh, so we're going in and we're going to talk about the, the Thanksgiving holiday today because, you know, I took Halloween apart and there's nothing in the Word of God that specifically addresses certain things. But we can take the Word and we can decode anything. So just because something's not there directly word for word doesn't mean that God does not have opinion on it. God does not have instruction on it. God has not left us without a way to know what is right and wrong. He has get covered everything that we need to know in his word. And we often have to just look there and look there with an open mind and an open heart and be willing to receive what God has for us. And I just spoke about how a message, a title can change the way a message is received because Oftentimes, there are certain things that we don't want to hear, that we even look in the Word of God, we have our minds made up about certain things, and we look for things, just bits and pieces we can take out that's going to support the way we feel. And if we see something like the word Halloween in a biblical-type listening environment or in church, we're often going to think it's going to be met with negative results. And if you're the kind of person that enjoys such a thing, that may be something that you may not want to tune into. So we have another holiday approaching, and we want to see what God's feeling is on that. So let's look at a, at a few, few verses. We'll start off in 2 Corinthians 2 and 14. 2 and 14 of 2 Corinthians now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ, and maketh manifest the Savior of his knowledge by us in every place. And the next thing we're going to roll to is Philippians 4 and 6. Be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, lest your requests be made known unto God. 
1 Thessalonians 5 and 18. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ, Jesus concerning you. And honestly, I could keep going on and on and on. The word thanks, giving thanks to God, thanksgiving is mentioned countless times in the word of God. And we see that it's often paired, as we see with these examples, with prayer, with having our requests made, with having what we need to receive from God. It's a component like faith, being thankful. We have a few people of the word that had a real emphasis on giving thanks. Paul, he's the the author of some of these uh, verses that we looked at today when he was talking to the other churches, talking about being thankful. And Paul was in a lot of dire situations. He was in prison, shipwrecked, been stoned and beaten and had a lot of rough times. And through it all, he was always thankful to God. He always had that outlook. Always thankful to God. David, if you look in in the book of Psalms, we'll see lots of Psalms by David that speaks to thanking God. He had a very thankful heart when it came to God. And of course, David, he, he rose up through God's favor from nothing. He was able to do these grand things by the grace of God. And oftentimes that David also had a lot of shortcomings. He was a man. He made mistakes. He sinned. He fell from grace, so to speak. And God forgave him, lifted him back up every time that he seeked repentance, the way God does for all of us. And David was always thankful for these times. See, David, Paul, these people realize that everything that happens in our lives, that God sees us through, that God has his influence on, all these things are molding us and making us into the people that we are supposed to be. So we see that God has a a strong will for thanksgiving, to being thankful. So how does that that translate into the world? Well, let's look at what the the holiday represents. Now, what do you think about when we talk about the Thanksgiving holiday? Well, there's food. There's family. There's football. There's a, a coming together. There's, there's relaxing. There's fellowshipping. And these are, besides football, all things that God is, is all about. We see many times, we see in the people coming together to feast. One of the last things that Jesus did was have a meal together with his closest followers. We see, we see celebration. 
we've been talking numerous times about how God is family. God is all about the family structure. So anytime that we can come together as a family to fellowship, to enjoy one another, to renew our bonds, these things are good in God's eyes because that's what God wants for us. God wants us to come together, to be units. And also, many times with holidays, they're set forth for us to remember something. See, we humans, we get so busy in our day-to-day lives that oftentimes we have to have something marked down on the calendar to make us stop and to think and to do. Like Veterans Day, for example, is not something that we typically do a lot for, but it is a day of remembrance. So we can think about the men and women and the sacrifices that they've made and what they've done for all of us. It's what it represents. And with Thanksgiving, there's that too. It's a time for us to stop and be thankful. Many families, it's a tradition to go around the dinner table and to to talk about the things that they are, are thankful for. What's important? What has been important through that past year? And it's important to Remember these things. It's important to remember what God has done for us for the past year. What God is doing right now. What God is going to do for us. And we need to be more than just one day. We need to be thankful. Feast, fellowship. Fellowship. So, it's also been a time of to celebrate America, to celebrate where we came from, who we are. Now, it's changed very much over the years. And that's because Satan is very, very good at what he does. If you need a refresher, Satan is the deceiver, the liar. He wants to turn you against God. He wants to torment you. He wants to make your life as hard as possible. He wants to come at you. And he does it by the masses He does it slowly, and he's very, very good at it. He takes all things that God has laid out for us and put here, and he tries to push us away from that and in the opposite direction. See, it's very simple to to, to skip and to pass over and look on a day such a day, on a day that we have to put some emphasis in. That it takes some organization to come together, to plan a meal, to put in the time, to remember and what it represents. 
because oftentimes there could be a lot of, of work and effort put into it. And sometimes when we have these large gatherings, sometimes family can be stressful, and we think, well, maybe it's just easier to, to skip the situation. Unlike some of these others where we, we do, and there's a lot more of a, a fun factor to it. So we have to put in some effort into it. It used to be that we had a definite line drawn from we went from season to season. Not only the natural seasons of fall, winter, spring, and summer, but the separated holiday seasons. That we had the 4th of July. And then we would move into the Halloween season around the 1st of October. And then... November was dedicated to fall and Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving was this grand feast. And it also marked the segue where we move in from fall into winter and from that fall season into that Christmas season. But what's happened is, is that it's getting squished from both sides. It's overlapping here, it's overlapping there, and it's just completely being washed over. A few years ago, you could joke that we don't have Thanksgiving anymore, we have Black Friday Eve. But we can't even say that anymore because they keep changing and moving things closer and closer. We started getting... Black Friday ads at the end of October. Shop now. And we see that the, the Christmas decorations come out earlier and earlier. We just skip right over the pumpkins in the fall and we just start putting out the tinsel and the garland. Some places, that, as the Halloween decorations come down, the Christmas decorations go up. And you might say, well, that's kind of frivolous and it doesn't really matter. And what's your whole point of this? It's what Satan is doing and we're allowing. We're going to take away emphasis on perhaps the only day that we stop and give thanks. And we see that I gave three examples today and I could have gave probably 50. I haven't counted up, but there was a whole entire list of verses that talk about Thanksgiving. And this is important because it's tied with prayer. It's tied with receiving. It's tied with all of those things. It's an important component. You know, when we were wrestling with God, we're begging for him to do something and nothing's happening and we wonder why. Maybe we're missing a component. And here's one of the components. And Satan wants us to miss these components because he doesn't want our prayers answered. He does not want us to have these interactions with God. He does not want us to receive our blessings, receive and have our needs met. He wants us to fail and then we blame God. God for it instead of looking ourselves and seeing what the problem is.
We become consumed with everything before and everything after. It used to be a time when companies cared for their employees. They wanted them to, to have time off, time to spend with their families. And now it's all about squeezing out every little dollar they can get. Run this special, run this ad, sales come sooner. And look now at the, the way that we we shop. I can remember getting a, a newspaper, something physical in your hands, and you could go through the sales and see what's what, and then plan the, the shopping day. Because there used to be that one major shopping day. And it was part of the Thanksgiving tradition that the family would gather together and we'd look through these things and, and you would make a list and decide all the things that was worth fighting the crowds over and you would do it as a unit. We used to walk into places and we would interact. But now you just pull it up on a screen, hit order, and in seven to ten business days, it shows up at your door. We're taking away all the personal experience. You walk into Walmart now, and where there used to be rows and rows of live people that was there to check out your items and put them in a bag for you, they've been replaced by... Blinking lights and touch screens so you can do it yourself. You can ring up all your items. You can put it all in a bag and hope you did everything right. You know, there used to be people that would stand at the door and their only purpose was to greet you, to say hello and welcome. And now... If you find a person standing there, their only purpose is to check your receipt to make sure that you scanned all of your items. We're losing that personal connection. And that's by design of Satan. God wants us to come together. Satan wants us to drive apart. People sit together in the same room and they don't talk to one another. They look at screens. Used to be the, the youth, when they would go outside, they didn't want to come in. They would play together. But now they don't want to go outside. Now their communication, their interaction with one another only comes from a headset. They're just simply a distant voice or some words on a screen. We're losing that ability to communicate. 
Our churches are so low in number. And part of that's because people have lost interest in God. And part of it is that people would just rather consume it on a screen. God told us to come together. And watching from afar, watching on a screen, is not coming together. It's separation. Sometimes it seems like that humanity cannot handle technology. Because the more technologically advanced that we get pushes us further away from God. And we look at the Tower of Babel, we look at Babylon, we look at these things in the Word and we see that people start developing their own system and their own way and they think that their ways are better than God's ways and God's not important and God doesn't matter and they build upon what man can do. And that's where we're at today. All driven by Satan. And see, Satan, he lets you think that it's all your idea. Whoever is, is coming up with it, whoever is following it, he lets you believe it's, it's all you. Oh, you're a free thinker. You're a doer. You're doing something special. But in reality, it's just him. He's putting in the suggestion. He's letting you do his dirty work because he's good at what he does. He's a deceiver. He's a manipulator. There is people right now that believe that we need a a new system. That what we interpret as religion today doesn't work. That we need to come together and base our ideologies on, on science and technology. And that if we keep working and putting ourselves into that kind of train of thought, that that's where the divisions, that's where the idea, that's where the power will come from. They'll tell you that the idea of God is foolish and silly and ridiculous. That their way is better. My friends, you either follow Satan or you follow God. It's one path or the other. No matter what Satan tries to dress it up as, tries to put a fancy bow on it and make it sound good, it's still Satan. You can only walk in the dark or walk in the light. Individually, we have a very hard time being thankful. It's not something that we we think about. It's not something that we, we do. And each generation, it becomes worse. We have so much division amongst the classes, the genders, the races, 
And a lot of it is because of a lack of thanksgiving. We feel entitled. We feel that we are deserving. And because of that, we're not thankful. You know, no matter where you are in life, no matter how much power you have, no matter how much wealth you have, all it takes is one moment to turn around. You make one mistake. Your health fails. You have an accident. And you go from being on top to all the way at the bottom. And on the flip side, if you're on the bottom, all it takes is one success, one leap forward, one stroke of luck, one touch of God's blessing, and you can be on the top. When we're on the top, we think we deserve to be there. We feel like we're self-made, that we've did it. And we fail to see that God put us on high. So many times we go through so much stuff. And we come through it. And what do we do? We either don't realize that it's God. Or if we do, we don't bother to thank him for it. I want each and every one of you to to search yourself and to think back and to think about it and really ask yourselves. You know, we've all been in them dire situations. Oh, God, please help me. Please help me, God. I got this situation going on. I'm in desperate need. And I got all this stuff going and I really need your help. We've all been there, right? And then we've had God that in the last moment, he sweeps in. He fixes the problem. He does it better than we ever thought he did. He answers our prayers. Whatever it is, he takes care of it. And boom, we're feeling good. And then where are we at? Are are we thanking God? Are we back on our knees again? Are we letting Him know, thank you, Father. Thank you for, for seeing me through. Thank you for handling this situation. Do we put as much emphasis on thanking God as we do for Him begging for help from Him? And if the answer is, is no... That is a problem. Because we should... Now, I know we all start out. We've got to start somewhere. So I know we're going to be in a situation where we're going to be, you know, 75% asking, 25% thankful. But as we go on, those numbers should start to swap. We should come somewhere where we're 50-50. We're asking, asking, asking. Then we're receiving. And then we're thankful. And then it should keep swapping to where we're more thankful than we are asking. We should start seeing the... And they'll hear me out. It's because God is giving us more than we're asking for. You guys want some science? Here's some math right here. If God is giving us more than we are asking for, we should be more thankful than we are asking. 
because he's doing stuff automatically. Let me tell you something. He gave us Jesus. He gave us Jesus. He gave us that sacrifice. That, my friends, that's worth a lifetime of thanksgiving right there. But yet he does so much more for us each and every day. He's sitting up on high. He's opening doors. He's answering our prayers. He's protecting us. He's guarding us. He's taking care of all of our needs. And all we're doing is being disappointed when stuff don't work out exactly the way we want it to. We're worried and anxious. And when I look at these examples today, everything showed have a need, prayer, thanksgiving. Need, prayer, thanksgiving. The thanks and the prayer are hand in hand. And why is that? We've got to solve for X. Okay, so we have thanks and we have prayer and we have this missing component up here, which is faith. So if we know that if we ask God for something, because God tells us, let your request be made known, that his answers are yes and amen. So we know that God is going to answer our prayers. We pray God's going to answer. So there is our, our ask, our prayer, and there is our faith. And then we have that thanks. So why is that thanks important? It's a circle because we go from the thanks back to the faith. We believe it's going to happen. So if we believe it's going to happen, why not go ahead and thank them for it? Why not go ahead and thank them for it? We were believing it's going to happen. But we want to wait. We want to wait and see if it happens. And then more than likely we're going to forget to thank him or you know, not worry about thanking him anyway because we're so delighted that we're out of the situation that we're in. But if we go ahead and thank him ahead of time. Dear Lord, Father, I know that you're going to take care of my situation. And I thank you for that. Thank you, Father, that you're, you're answering my prayers. And see, we struggle as we wait upon the Lord. That's our, our faith-building exercise. But here's the thing. If we exercise that thankfulness, see, because we go, we keep going to God each and every day, begging for the same thing that we've already asked for, we're kind of like resetting the clock. You know, we've asked for it. You're supposed to ask and receive. But then again, if you have to ask again for the same thing that you've already asked for, where's your faith? Where's your faith? Because you're like, What's the process? Oh, it hasn't happened yet. God, are you not hearing me? God, why, why am I not seeing the movement of this? God's always on time. Never late, never early. So what do we do? So this is a gift, people. You know, everything that God does is a gift. You know, we think of God as this tyrant that wants all this stuff from us to sing his praises and really... He has purpose for it, and it's not for him, it's for us. So why is this thankfulness idea so important? It gives us something to do 
from our initial prayer while we're waiting for the miracle to happen. It gives us a way to be able to still communicate with God about this situation without being in fear and without falling out of faith. We can be thankful. So, problem happens. We go to our number one defense. We seek God. We pray about it. And then we wait. So, we're supposed to be in constant prayer for God. We're supposed to talk to Him all the time. So we build that relationship. So as we're having these relationship conversations with God, of course this issue is going to be on our forefront. We're human. What do we do? We, we thank Him for it. You know, God, that situation I asked you about the other day, I know, Lord, I know that you're taking care of it, and I thank you for that. I thank you that healing is on the way. I thank you that provision is on the way. I thank you that you're dealing with the situation. We stay in faith. Amplify the power. And it's all through through thanksgiving. Because if we're really going to be thankful and we're truly thanking God, that is a, a show of faith. God tells us in his word that we should give with a, 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 a thankful heart. You know, he don't want it if we're not true about it. You know, we've all had those people in our lives that we can tell are being ungenuine. That they're saying things that they're supposed to say because they know they're supposed to say them, but they truly don't mean it. God knows you better than anybody. And he wants the genuine article. And again, it's not for his benefit. It's for ours. If we're just going through the motions, if we're trying to find a loophole, if we're trying to check boxes, that's not God's plan. What happens so many times with churches, we get so procedural. We got to write all this stuff down. We got to follow it to the letter. We got to follow all these rules. We got to do all this and that. That's why so many people struggle so much with being Catholic because there's so many rules. Now, God's got rules, but they're not man's rules. They're his rules and they're with purpose for us to have an abound life. But God wants a relationship. And we see countless tales of how people go up and down and struggle we have to look at the things that keep them going. Faith. Giving thanks. Being thankful. We don't have to give in. We don't have to brush away our holiday, our tradition, our gathering, God, because the world tells us to. 
Because the world thinks that's how it should be. Because that's what everyone else is doing. Dare to be different. Give it your time. And I'm going to challenge you this. Not only to be thankful on one day, but be thankful every day. And even for the things that seem unlikely to be thankful for. We have so many Things that happen to us in our lives that we think are just inconveniences or are trouble that are just aggravating. Try being thankful for those too. Because what are they doing to you? You may not realize that now, in the moment, and it may be sometime in the distant future, but these things are for purpose. Molding us and building us into the people that God wants us to be. Every challenge that we come through makes us stronger. It makes us smarter. Every problem that we decipher makes us better. And how we respond to it. I've said many times, It'd be nice if you could have all the knowledge that you develop in a lifetime and could use that from the beginning. That you could do things so much differently and so much better. But it takes mistakes. It takes problems. It takes doing things more than once. I make things from from scratch. And the first integration of it is never the best. Each time you do it, you figure out ways to do it faster, to do it better, to make it stronger, to make it look better. But it takes time and time again of going through these processes to put your hands on it, to make mistakes and to find better ways before you receive mastery of a subject. And even then, when you think you have it all figured out, then all of a sudden, a better idea comes along. A little bit more improvement. So many times we get so closed off that we think that that's all there is. This mind that God gave us, this word that God gave us, is so amazing because it's constantly evolving and we keep getting more and more from it. There's so many things that we have to be be thankful for. So many things that could be so much worse. But yet we're in a, in a good place. No matter where we're at, we have God. Whether we're, we're in the storm, whether we're in the prison, or whether we're gathered around the table with loved ones in a warm house with a feast before us, we are good and we should be thankful for that.